Recorded live. Hello? Jennifer, can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you now. Okay, that's weird. Hold on. Okay. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. <laughs> Let me grab my other headphones. My headphones. Goodness, I can't believe it's already 10. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, can you hear me? I can, yes. That's really weird. Those are like brand new headphones, too. Okay, I'm going to put those over there. Okay, so how have you been? Um, busy, but busy. We're good. <laughs> how about you? Goodness. Yeah, you know, I've actually been a little little busier than normal, but mainly because I had that whole issue with my computer and crashing and all that. So it's taken a while to um, get the new one up and running, but to get all my files transferred, we were having a lot of problems with that because I have a hard drive, but it just wasn't moving everything over. So it just took forever and we had to go in and, and get help and all that sort of stuff. So I see. it's okay. It's all worked out. It just makes it kind of difficult when you're trying to do administrative stuff and your computer won't work. Sure. So yeah. You don't have your files and stuff like that. So, but it's all good. It's all great. And I, I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to the holidays. I am and, as well. And hopefully having um, a little bit of, what's the word, reprieve, I guess, from work and having some rest and stuff like that. So, sure. And I know you, this month is important for you, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. I Well, I had a Christmas concert. Um, I directed a kindergarten through sixth grade musical. Yeah, that was oh. Wednesday evening. Um, so that's over and I'm glad about that but now I'm I have a, a shower coming up on Sunday okay. for my daughter-in-law to be so I'm in charge of that so I have that going on on Sunday so now I went from working on that to working feverishly on all the last minute things I need to get finished for that I mean I'm having it at a restaurant but still there's a lot of other details you know and yeah. um, to think about so I have that going on and then I have my in-laws are flying in soon and um, my brother-in-law and his wife just had a baby yesterday and so it's just been yeah. crazy right now and then we've got you know I have RSVP cards coming in every day because the wedding is next month and I'm just I've got a lot on my plate but it's good it's all joyous things it's just my brain is tired <laughs> yeah I bet I bet well hopefully I won't add too much to the brain being tired <laughs> <laughs> aspect of all this. Um, so, but I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're kind of in a season of a lot of change and transition, which sounds good, but a lot of joy, which also sounds fun. Right. Um, so, so I was kind of thinking through, okay, what what can I give Jennifer to do that will not be like mentally exhausting, right? Right. <laughs> because, because you have a lot of stuff going on, okay? So for the most part, um, what I'm going to talk to you about has, a little bit to do with building kind of 
um, a, a list of influencers that we can reach out to when the okay. study is officially ready to be released, right? Um, and this is kind of a, a little bit of a, it, it, basically it's research, right? Um, so it's something that you can set aside. I'm going to walk you through how to do it. But it's something you can set aside, you know, a little bit of time, um, you know, as your schedule permits, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes every twice a week or something like that, depending on your schedule. Um, because the thing with building the influencer list is, is it's easy to identify, like, you know, who might fit into these categories and maybe their basic information, like their website. And sometimes you can find their email address, you know, easily on the website. Um, but then sometimes, you know, like if we're going to reach out to them potentially down the road for, you know, sending them perhaps a copy to review, right, or even a PDF copy to review, and um, that sort of thing, then we kind of dive into needing a little bit more detailed, you know, contact information from them, okay? Okay. So I'm going to kind of talk you through this a little bit because this is like the, the beginning part of what I usually do with like a book or Bible study launch. Okay. And, and then in regards to list building, like email list building, um, that is something that th that's kind of the, I guess I would say the second phase of this, okay? Okay. Um, and then I'll talk a little bit about um, just some content creation ideas you could be brainstorming. So the first thing I want to reiterate is I'm not asking you to write a whole bunch of content for your Bible okay. study release at all. <laughs> okay. That's that's not what I mean. I just mean, you know, there's a couple different things that you need to kind of brainstorm and it can be happening, you know, throughout December and January. Um so really I'm just asking you to keep a running list of ideas, you know, as you think okay. of them. And then when we come back together, um and I'll probably put it in our Google Drive, right? Because then I can be kind of keeping an eye on what you're brainstorming and I could add my own stuff and that sort of thing. Okay. So, but that, by that time, when we get back to um, having the calls, if we have a lot of those ideas um, situated, what I can do is go through them and kind of organize them or figure out how to make it happen, right, okay. you know, while we're waiting for our calls. So does that sound good to you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. Great. Good, good, good. Okay. So from an from influencer perspective, um, what do you think of when, when I say that word to you? Um, I would think of people that have, you know, authors already who are more established or people who maybe have larger um, mm -hmm. larger blogs. Mm -hmm. um, another, something else that comes to my mind is just community leadership too, like, you know, maybe pastors or um, people in ministry mm -hmm. closer to home, not, not on the, you know, in the online world per se as well. Yeah, that's very close, actually. And I think you hit almost all of the main points. So okay. um, from an influencer perspective, the general description I, I usually give is um, it could be an author or a speaker. It could be a ministry leader, a pastor, a counselor, like you said, someone in your community um, who tend to have an established audience in reach. And it could be online or offline or both. Okay. Okay. So that that's the general description. Now, usually these people are not people you're connected to. 
from a top influencer perspective, okay? So, so the example I give is, I don't know, if we were to reach out to Jen Hatmaker, I mean, I don't, do you have a relationship with her? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you don't. Okay. So, so, no, I just, I didn't know if you knew her because some people do. Um, so Jen Hatmaker would be a top influencer, right? Because she right. has an established audience online and off. And she, you know, teaches and all that kind of stuff. So she might be someone we would consider contacting, right? And so basically um, I have three types of influencers, and I'm going to go through each one. And, and this top one is, is really people who um, are probably a little bit further down the path than you are from that audience perspective. And, again, this is not a derogatory thing at all. It's just these people have probably been, you know, in ministry a little bit longer or they have, you know, connections that have their audience be a little bit um, larger than where you're at. But, that, but really what we're trying to do is identify people um, that would have a potential interest in the message of your Bible study because of their own story, right, something in their right. life. Maybe they've talked about purpose and all that kind of stuff in their own ministry. And or they have an audience that needs that message, okay? So from a top influencer perspective, like we we might not reach out to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone wildly inappropriate for your book. <laughs> I don't know. Some guy that is a you know, online business owner who, you know, I don't know, depends on new age spirituality. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That just wouldn't right, make right. a lot, that wouldn't make a lot of sense, you know? And so the key with top influencers is to identify about 25 people um, that would fit into that category. Um, and the reason there's so many is because we use top influencers um, for two different focuses. Okay. The first one is we will often ask um, via email, because it's usually the easiest way to get a hold of these people, um, if they would, we tell them a little bit about you, you know, a little bit about your Bible study. Um, and the other thing that I, I didn't mention is I tend to steer you all towards identifying influencers that have made an impact in your own life, okay? Okay. Um, not just because they would fit, but because there's something they've taught or, or you've learned from them that's really impacted you. Because... The thing with these people is they get a lot of requests from a lot of people, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so my method is always, you know, try to reach out to people who have personally impacted you because that's part of how we reach out to them is letting them know. You know, I'm reaching okay. out to you because, you know, I don't know, your book, XYZ, changed my life in this way, um, and I've written this book, and I'd really love to send you a copy if you have the time. Um, to, or I, I keep saying book, but you know, I mean, you know, what I mean Bible study. Um, I'd like to send this to you to potentially review, and if you love it, um, you know, could you share it with your audience, you know, in your email, or could you send a tweet out about it, or you know, could we maybe work on some sort of other collaboration? So it, it's a very um, kind of low key request. You know, we're not asking them to be on a launch team because that's very right. time intensive, right? Um, and you can even ask some of these people, would you be willing to endorse it, right? Because that's a much um, smaller time commitment than, you know, reading through the whole thing and all that kind of stuff. So right. having said that, um, the requests of these top influencers are usually very specific and very limited in terms of the time it might take that person, you know, to complete. 
And it's also really important to make sure that we're giving them notice, like advance notice, right? Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to reach out to a top influencer like a week before your Bible study is releasing. You know, it really needs to be more like, you know, two months, right? Right. Because sure. because what our job in reaching out to these influencers is to overcome as many obstacles they might have for them before we even request it, right? And one of the common obstacles is, is time. Um, some of it is just their own editorial schedule, right? They may not have room on their editorial calendar if you reach out at the last minute in a time that works for your book release or your Bible study release. Um, but also, you just want to make it as easy and as simple as possible for them to say yes, right? Um, and then the third thing is just always making sure your request is personal, which is why, again, I, I always want you guys to like think through people that have shaped your own life, your own ministry, your own writing, your own message, because that's part of what I have you put in the request to them. Okay. Um, okay. So that's kind of the top influencers. Um, the second set of influencers are peer influencers. The definition is almost exactly the same, except you use, you have relationships with these people, okay? Right. So, so, it, it, and the thing about this is, and I, I get asked, well, can you have a top influencer who's also a peer? Yes, you can. That that is true, right? But for the most part, and um, you know, I try to separate them out a little bit because of the type of activity we're asking the groups to do. So for like a peer influencer, it's the same thing. You know, an author, speaker, ministry leader, pastor, counselor. Um, you would also throw in here friends and family. <laughs> you know, anybody okay. who's been in your study, that sort of thing. Um, and these are people you do have a relationship with. And we tend to try to pick between 50 and 100 people. Now, I don't want that to be overwhelming. It's actually easier than you think to do it. Okay. So just okay. don't get stuck on the number just yet. Okay. But um, these are the people, this is the core group of people that we will invite into our launch process, right? Okay. Uh, So usually we ask them for a little bit more detailed assistance with the release. And it could be, you know, maybe they write a guest post for you or you for them. You know, maybe they interview you or you interview them about, you know, the the study and its impact. Um, And then usually they participate in kind of the social media blitz aspect of releasing a Bible study, okay? Okay. And then the final set of influencers um, really has to do with um, your fans. <laughs> we all love that word. But, you know, the people <laughs> that follow you on social media that you don't necessarily have a relationship with. And I always include invites to them because a lot of times they're, they, can be your, they can be really big cheerleaders. We wouldn't necessarily ask them to do anything beyond share, you know, an image or a blog post or something like that. But it's the combination of all three of those groups um, that kind of takes your material and spreads the message out in different ways with different formats, with different levels of participation, which is important because we're looking for a holistic approach um, for the news to get out about your study versus it always just being us, you, me, you know, like think of a megaphone, you know, we're not, we're, we're trying not to stand here with a megaphone going, you really should get this study. What we're trying to do is hand everybody around us megaphones. You see what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 So all to say, do you have any questions about any of that? Does that make sense in terms of the de- definitions of what we've asked them to do? 
It does make sense. Yeah. No, okay. I, I'm good. Okay. Good. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll put in our homework folder. I have a spreadsheet where we keep track of all this. Okay. You know, you just kind of go in and fill it in. So all I'm really asking you to do right now is at least jot down names and basic contact information for the top influencers, right? Okay. So that I think the spreadsheet says something like name, website, and email address. And then there's all this other field you don't need to worry about right now. <laughs> Usually address and what they're agreeing to do, but we don't get to that until we actually reach out to them and they respond. So some of that other information is more just tracking whether these people said yes or no, right? Okay. Um, and then the second tab is the peer influencers. Um, and there's a couple ways we can do this. Um, because we don't have um, a definite release date right now, for now, it would be more of a brainstorming effort on your part where you're thinking through, okay, who would I potentially want to invite into this process and documenting the same information, you know, name, website, and email if you can find it, okay? Okay. Um, I, I don't usually invite those people into a launch process until we're, you know, 60 days out from an actual release date. Okay. Um, if we if we invite them now and then we don't release until I'm just making this up, but May, you know, they're just they're not gonna usually. It's it's like out of sight, out of mind. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. So for so for now, it's just kind of cultivating that list. Now, okay. from my perspective, if you, I am going to be doing this also, okay. So you'll do it, but then I will also kind of be going through. And what I tend to add to these lists, um, you know, are some of the top influencers um, that I think fit, you know, from a ministry perspective. Because it can be harder than you think to come up with 25 people. Oh, <laughs> you know sure, I mean? yeah. Um, and then peer influencers, what I usually add to that are any of my clients that, that fit into your parameters because I have a relationship with them, right? Um, and then – like I said, down the road, um, once we actually get around to inviting people, basically I would, I, we would craft kind of an invite that we would send out to all the people you've already identified, but we would also have almost like a, it's not really an application per se, it's more like a registration process. Okay. You know, where we would have a URL where people could go and enter their name and email address if they want to be part of the launch team. So, um, again, I'm going to put the spreadsheet in there for you to see but just don't pay any attention to anything except the first <laughs> two tabs and brainstorming, okay? Okay. And then um, I'm also going to put in there, um, I have some examples of the how we ask, right, for help. Okay. So I have a couple of letters that are, that are reflective of what we would ask, you know, a top influencer versus what we would ask of a peer influencer, just to give you some frame of reference. You don't necessarily have to do anything with that right now, but I want you to see it because what we'll do is we'll create two. We'll have one for top influencers. We'll have one for peer influencers. And then um, later on down the road, when we um, kind of open up app, uh, registrations for a launch team, we'll use the peer influencer one, but just slightly modified. Um, so it's not a ton of work in that respect. It's just kind of like the, you know, some of the emails and stuff you, that we've drafted. It's just, um, having kind of that template that you can use. Um, and okay. then you'll see, you'll see in the template, I have like an explanation of what we do for the top influencers. 
of you write this paragraph, this paragraph, this paragraph, and here, here's the request. You know, so you'll know what to write. Um, but you okay. don't have to do that. You don't have to do that now unless you have time. Okay. Okay. I really just want you to focus on the influencer part because I feel like it's the the, the more low key activity you can do. That I mean, honestly, when I do research for influencers, I tend to do it like all at once, like on a Friday, <laughs> because in right. my mind, well, to be honest, I don't have to think anymore on a Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like I'm I'm kind of getting ready for the week or the weekend and stuff like that. Um. So for me, whenever I have to do research for influencers. I just set aside, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, depending on whatever I have to do, and I just do it, like, all at once. Um, and that helps me, you know, so I don't feel like I'm sitting there forever. I don't know about you. Right. Do, you like, do you like administrative tasks like that? Um, I used enjoyable? to love doing it. I used it was enjoyable until I got completely consumed with so many other things. I you bet, know what I mean? I bet. Um, yeah, but, so, but I don't mind that stuff usually, like, on a regular basis. It's mm-hmm. fine for me to do. So. Good. And like I said, it's easier for you to parse it out during your week. You know, you don't right. have to, it's not like you have to get it finished in a week. And when I do regular book launches, this is something I always give the authors like a month and a half to do at, at minimum. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm not really having you do anything different than I have them do, um, especially because of everything that you have going on. And I wouldn't say it's a mindless activity because you do have to kind of think through, okay, you know, who would I want to reach out to? And just spot checking to make sure, um, I don't know, that, that they still fit, you know, with what your, your premise of your book is, that sort of thing. Um, okay. Okay. So that's kind of the influencer piece. Now, how this ties into list building, you know, your email list, building your email list. Um, the first thing is that, you know, whomever agrees to be a part of this team from your peer influencers, um, we basically communicate with them. We, we have them sign up to your email list, okay? So basically, they're subscribing to your newsletter, and during kind of the launch portion, um, we'll be communicating with them about what we need them to do and all that kind of stuff. And then after, they're just a part of your newsletter list, okay? So okay. It, it's kind of an easy way to bring um, readers in, and that is specified, okay? So it's not like they're, we're like, surprise, we're going to email you forever now. We basically tell them, <laughs> you know, by okay. registering for this this team, you're agreeing to receive, you know, communication from Jennifer, okay? So that okay. it's clear, people know, they don't freak out, it's fine. And by the time they're done with the launch team, they're pretty much fans of you anyway, right? Right, so, right, okay. So that's kind of how the influencers tie into list building, Okay. Okay. And that is that is really the only thing I'm going to have you do right now, the second, because the the next phase of list building actually has to do with creating content, and one of those things um, we're gonna. I think I can do it for you. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from a list building perspective, just keep in mind, um, number one, I have to make sure the website. Um, is situated before we start that, which I will okay. follow up with, with Melinda. Um, part of the delay on that is actually my fault. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> so okay. I will, I will follow up with her again. I just, we, she and I talked, and then I, I forgot to email her something she asked for, so I'm going to reach back out to her. Okay. So I'll, I'll make sure that's all getting done, and it, and it should be done um, by January at the latest, the website. Okay. Part. Okay. Okay. So Great. that's the first thing. And then did you sign up for MailChimp? Remind me. Yes, um, he, they actually set it up 
it's uh, Dan at fishbowl.mailchimpopora. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I have like um, eight different clients right now where we're doing the website and the email, and I can't remember. (laughs) I have to go look at my notes and be like, who is where? Um, Okay, did you get like a login and a password or anything like that for it? I'm sure I do have one. My my husband actually um, probably has all that information. I can get that from him. Okay, well, what I'm going to do in your notes is I'm just going to have you add me as as a – it's called a manager user. Okay. Um, and what that will allow me to do, like I don't have access to your, like I can't download your stuff or see your payment or anything like that, but it will allow me to create on your behalf, okay? And so okay. what I would be creating is making sure, like, you know, when people subscribe, like we have the right information on the website as to how they get into your email list, right? Okay. And then um, we'll talk about this when you get back because it's content creation, but we need to have kind of a welcome email series for people. You know, okay. when, when, when they register for your newsletter, like most people just send out like a free gift, which I think you have a, a PDF going out right now or the, the Mercy yeah. devotional, right? Okay. Right. So I would make sure that's set up right in MailChimp so that when they okay. sign up, they get it. That's the first thing. Okay. Um, and then the second thing um, when you um, get back is the thing with um, email lists is most people tend to send out the blog posts, and that's fine. But you also need to have at least a monthly communication going on with your newsletter list okay. beyond what you have on your blog. Um, okay. your, e- your email list and, and building that very specifically and strategically is going to give you the ability to really have a captivated audience. Because if you think about it, they subscribe because they want to hear from you, right? And I know we've talked about social media before, but when you think about social media, you know, it's probably like a 1% return rate on how many people see what you actually share, right? Because of the platforms and the algorithms. With a newsletter list, um, if you're sending out quality content and communicating with them regularly, and providing value to them, you know, that open rate could be between 40 and 70% of the people on your list. That is a way higher return <laughs> on your time. So that fact alone is a reason to have a right. email list. Um, okay. the, sec- the second thing is more and more people really want, um, I don't know, it, personal communication, right? right? And so when you think about blog posts, and you think about social media, you're writing heartfelt messages, you as the author, but the readers are just consuming them, right? Right. And so part of the newsletter aspect is giving them a little bit deeper um, kind of personal relationship with you that's not you necessarily educating. It's more you being in relationship, right? Okay. And kind of asking them questions and cultivating community, that sort of thing. Um, because I think a lot of people will go to blogs and all that kind of stuff and read the blog post, but what we need to do in the newsletter and with some of the lead magnets to build the newsletter is get them to take action on what you're teaching, right? Um, So that's what the newsletter is for. And then the other thing is is if you have kind of that strong, consistent communication with them, um, by the time we get around to actually – oh, hey, we have this Bible study. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're used to hearing from you. You're already building a relationship and trust with them. Um, 
so it's not going to be any big deal if we're like, oh, hey, we have this Bible study. You want to buy it? You know, right. as, oppo- as opposed to, you know, if we didn't have the email list, you know, we would really be interject- interjecting a lot of um, that ask without necessarily having that deeper relationship because of the limitations of social media. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. It okay, does. cool. Cool. Okay, so on to content. Um, and this is something um, I had mentioned to you before about the 31-day series. Um, and I think you told me you had not been able to do all 31 days. Is that right? Right. Yeah. And I actually haven't. I've never gone this long without writing. I actually have not written for my blog okay. since October. I've had people no, emailing me asking me if I'm okay. You know what? <laughs> like readers. Um, one of your homework assignments seriously needs to be you need to write a blog post that you're taking a sabbatical. Okay. And just tell them, this is what's going on in my life, and I'm going to take this season to really invest. I mean, honestly, it really ties into your message, too, <laughs> right? I mean, right. You, you know, you're kind of walking in the, in the purpose that you have right now. And, and so if, if you at least communicate, this is what's going on, and I'll be back whatever date, you know, okay. that kind of alleviates some of the pressure on you. Um, but it also lets your readers know what's going on. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Sure. So at least just write that and, and, you know, share that, and then you should be good from that respect. Um, Now, from a content perspective, I have a program um, that kind of creates quick e-books. And I can't remember if I told you about this or not. But what it allows me to do – hold on. (coughs) Sorry. It's a software program. What it allows me to do is it allows me to take, like, a blog post URL – that you, you have already posted, and I kind of type it, I enter it, and then it basically pulls all that content into an ebook. Okay? okay? So I have to go and, like, make sure it doesn't look weird, that it all pulled in right and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I can do that um, for you as part of, of the kind of one of the ways we want to draw readers to your email list, right? Because you've already okay. created that content, um, and it's perfectly fine for it to be compiled you know, and used in this way. It's not a problem. Oh, great. Okay. So I can work on that, but I wanted to make sure I understood how many there actually were. Do you you know Um, how many did? I need, I actually need to go look. I think I have probably, I mean, just off the top of my head, like 16 or 17. Okay. Is what I'm guessing. Okay, you, post, you posted the 16 or 17 you have, right? They're all yes, coming. they're all, yeah, they're all there. Okay, cool. So, again, what it does is it pulls the content, and I can name it something. I know this says a 31-day series, right, but we don't have to title it that, you know. Um, and so I'll work on that, you know, while you're out as well. Um, and, again, it's nothing okay. super fancy. It's just kind of pulls it all together, and you can kind of put an image on the cover and all that kind of stuff. But it would it would serve as another option, you know, to draw readers to okay. your newsletter to sign up. And that sounds great. The other thing I was going to mention about that is one of the programs I like to use to build email lists fairly quickly is a program, or I'm sorry, a website called Noise Trade Books. And I'm not okay. sure if you've heard heard of that. Um, I have heard your, of Noise Trade. Yeah. Okay, and if you want to look at it, you can. Um, it started out as a music download site where you could download. That's how I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Like as a 
you could download like a sample of a song or, or a single or whatever and learn more about the artist. Well, they've expanded um, and they've been doing it a couple of years into books as well. Okay. Okay. And it's not expensive. It's $75 um, for one feature and the timeline really just depends on what they have going on. That's something you have to work out with them. But to give you an example, um, hold on, let me see if it's still up. One of my clients right now is doing this. And basically you can submit like full, you know, like books that you've written, or you can do what we would call mini books. Okay. Okay. So right now um, one of my clients has a mini book up there. I think it's like 30 pages just to give you perspective, but it's a complete work, right? It's not a sample. Okay. It's not an extra. It's a complete work from start to finish, which is what they require. Um, she has a book coming out in May called, um, I think it's called Remarkable Faith. I always have to look at the title. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without my project plans. But anyway, Remarkable Faith. And her book is about, you know, God using ordinary people to fulfill extraordinary plans, right? Right. Um, and so what we did is she created an Advent devotional, right, for the Advent season, that was the same premise, the same style of writing. It's not her book, but it's similar, and it's all geared towards Advent and the Christmas season. Okay. 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 We uploaded it to Noise Trade. She paid seventy-five bucks, and you don't just upload it to Noise Trade. It actually goes out in their email, right? So they have an okay. email list of like I don't know, fifty thousand people, kind of thing. Um, and in Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to remember how long she's had this up. I think it's only been like a week. And she has gained 350 email subscribers. Wow, that's fantastic. But, yeah. And so the return on that cost investment is really good. It's like 20 cents a lead. Um, and so when you put it into Facebook perspective, like Facebook ads, when you run a Facebook ad for something like this, it's usually a dollar to a dollar fifty per subscriber okay okay so this is a, this is a very um a cost effective way to get your message out there you know and so like this the series that you were doing this is what i'm talking about i think we need to turn it into something like this have it on your website but also have it on something like noise trade okay. because um in the advent devotional the back page is an ad for her book right okay and everybody who downloads the ebook they're agreeing to be added to your newsletter list, okay? So how it works is they download, and then you can go in the back end of Noise Trade, and you can download a spreadsheet and then upload everybody into your email list. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Um, and I use this the most often, seriously. And there's a lot of programs out there where you can, you know, have an ebook for 99 cents, and they send it out to their list, yada, yada, yada. Um, noise trade is by far um, the easiest to track a return on the investment. And so I have a lot of my clients upload something every quarter that they okay. created. You know what I mean? Because right. it just, it's like a constant, you know, I mean, even if you only get, you know, a couple hundred a month, I mean, that's still growth. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, that's huge. It will be huge growth yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, or once a month, you know, just depending on your budget, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I, I love it so much that I'm going to be doing this next year for myself, oh. for my business, you know. So just to give you perspective. And so that's kind of um, the second phase of what we'll do for list building down the road. 
Um, and then I have all these other things that are a little bit more time intensive that we won't do until after um, the wedding, um, okay. especially or when we start um, talking again, because it's just, it takes time and we don't necessarily have, basically the website has to be situated. MailChimp has to have that welcome series, which is basically like three or four emails, just introducing people to different aspects of your ministry, right? Okay. Um, and then we have to have this this lead magnet done. So after that, um, we'll spend almost all the rest of our time working on this building activities in conjunction with, you know, releasing the book or the Bible study. Okay. Uh, okay. On that note, um, I have had to reschedule three times that conversation with that gal um, about B and H. Not because it, she's she has mold in her house. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh my. So okay. So, so no, seriously. So she keeps. Uh, so we are actually scheduled to talk. Um, hold on. Let me look through my. We just finalized the reschedule yesterday, and I can't remember what day it is. Hold on. And um, she's the one that just submitted through the B and H submission and got a deal, and is now doing another book with them. And okay. She, and and her and I think I told you about her. Her big thing is she could care less about platforms. She just wants her message to get out. Right. Right. Um, so she doesn't do a lot of list building and stuff like that. Although I, we're okay. going to be we're going to be working together soon, and you know me, I'll change all that. But <laughs> having having said that, she just you know she has that heart of I just want this message to reach the right people, and I don't want to get sucked into you know all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, um, and she has a relatively um, I don't I hate saying small, but you know what I mean um, platform and you know, published a book and has another deal, you know, with B&H, which is what we're hoping for. And um, right. what the heck, what day? I think it's December 16th is what we scheduled. Okay. Um, and so I'm just basically going to interview her about her process. I'm actually doing it for a couple of reasons. Number one for you. Um, and number two, I'm probably going to turn it into an, uh, I'm doing my newsletter next year's interviews because I hate writing. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I shouldn't say I hate writing. I love writing. I just, you know, I have so much other stuff going on that I never had the sure. capacity to do it. And so I'm just doing interview series for my newsletters. Oh, that's right. Great. Of all these authors that have had, you know, unique successes in a world that tells you, you have to be this or you won't be successful. I'm like, uh-uh. It's not how it works. Yeah, right. So anyway, I'll be interviewing her for that as well, in addition to getting information for you. So. That's great. Okay. Yeah. And then I have another gal who works at B&H um, that we're trying to get connected because she actually works in the marketing department. Um, my only thing is I have to be, I've, I've told you this before, I have to be like somewhat careful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, so, you know, I asked her, you know, I have this author and I'd really like, you know, to, to kind of get her through the submission process. What can we do? Um, so we're trying to have coffee after the new year. And so okay. hopefully that will hopefully that will result in something. And I did talk to um um now I know this isn't our goal, okay, but I am most likely gonna send your manuscript to an acquisitions editor at Morgan James Publishing. Um okay. Morgan James is a hybrid publisher that basically they have a lot of aspects of a traditional publisher, but they also have a few elements of self publishing. And I asked her to look at the manuscript, not from a representation standpoint. Although, yeah, she might offer it. I have no idea. But I wanted her to, to give us feedback from an acquisition okay. editor's perspective. And so she told me to send that to her as well. Oh, great. Just FYI. Okay. Just FYI. So we're going to proceed 
as if we're going to release this Bible study, okay? Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean some of this other stuff might not happen, right? Okay. And, and if a traditional publisher picks it up, um, a lot of the things that I have you all do for book launches is really just good practice, period, for building an audience, okay? So the work won't be wasted is what I'm trying to tell you. You know, we're going right. to go ahead and proceed. We're going to proceed. <laughs> and then if a, if a publishing deal happens, then we'll just adjust everything we're doing to fit building an audience versus releasing it because, of course, the publisher would take all that over and do their own thing, right? Right. And have their own, and have their own schedule. So um, the, the other thing I was going to ask you is just pray. You know, I know you pray, but just really pray specifically that God will make it clear, you know, the doors that we're supposed to walk through and the relationships, you know, that are supposed to be brought into this process because I think it has great value, um, especially for the B&H model, you know, for LifeWay's model and what they represent. Right. right. Uh, and, okay. and it's very encouraging that they have been signing um, authors that have quality work but don't necessarily have the numbers from a platform right. perspective. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's team. very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and I think what appealed to me most about her is she didn't, she just did it through the submission. I was like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's really hard to, like, get noticed in a submission oh. world. I know a few of the things she did for her proposal, but that's actually what I'm going to ask her about. You know, what did you do to stand out? You know, how to, you know what was the process like? You know, how did they reach out to you? What happened next? What questions did they ask you, right? Because it's all valuable for you to know. Um, and we can replicate, you know, some of that for sure. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Cool. Okay. So that, that's all I had. So do you have any questions about any of that? Or do you have any, um, do you feel like um, anything's outstanding that we might not have talked about to date that you is really pressing to you? Um, no, I think it's fine. Now, I never heard from Melinda, like, even about the book cover or, or anything for the book. Are we starting that okay. after the website or um, um, let me see. Or I, does, is it, she going to start working on, you know, I mean, I I don't know. But okay, Wait, hold on. Let me pull up my email because I know I sent her the first manuscript. Um, did you send me the updated one? Um, I did. You know? Okay, hold on. Let me. Maybe I just didn't. Hold on a second. Okay, I emailed her. It was what I think I called it the clean copy because I think that's what um, the okay. editor called it. Okay, I have an email to Melinda where I sent her the first, um, not the clean copy, the one right before it. Okay. And I and I said I want you to read through this to get ideas for the book cover and internal formatting. And that was the last communication I had with her on that. So I'm going to follow up with her on that when I follow up with her on the header, you know, the, the website stuff. Okay. okay. Um, and then I, let me make sure I have, I might have filed, I, my, my computer is weird. Like I have filters set up, you know, for my okay. clients. Sure. And sometimes it puts y'all stuff in weird places that I did not intend for it to go. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I have it. I have here where it changes. All dates about me. Sorry, I'm getting like a cold. I'm sorry, I'm sniffling. Oh, it's okay. Um, what is this? That's when I emailed Melinda originally. Hold on, da 
that's your bio. <laughs> I'm trying to find all the little attachments. A call, designer, final changes. That's not you. Hold on. See, I'm telling you, it put someone else's stuff in your folder. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, that's not you either. What the heck? Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I mean, you can figure it out and just get back yeah, to me. I was just I don't, you know. I don't see it offhand, but that is actually on my list to follow up with her because I told you I'll still be working. We don't just because we're not talking doesn't mean I'm not going to still be doing this, this stuff that I need to do. So okay. what's on my list for you is to work on getting the website situated, um, making sure Mailchimp is set up in the interim uh, okay. you know, with with the the Mercy Devotional and all that. And, okay. and then uh, working on that that um, ebook for Noise Trade, and then following up with Melinda about the formatting. Um, okay. But she did. I'm actually reading an email to her that she told me it usually takes her about 48 hours turnaround. So okay. I'm getting I'm getting the feeling she didn't do it because I didn't send her something, and I just need to find out what. So if it's okay, call, I'm sorry. No, it's sorry. Fine. But yeah, yeah, so that's what I'll be doing um, in the interim. And I'll email you updates and stuff like that, you know. Um, and if you okay. are wondering how stuff is going, just let me know. It's not a problem. Okay. Have fun at the Lisa Whittle retreat. I'm so sad I can't go. Oh, I know. But it ended up being the week before the wedding. I know. Um, you know, I'm also looking forward to it from rest perspective. Um, I actually yeah. went back and forth about whether to go myself. Um, okay. Not not anything wrong. We're just kind of um, December is just a hard month financially, right? Always, you know, just because right. it's December. Um, but I, I I told my husband I'm like I just you know I just I I need a way to make this happen for me, not for right. business, not for just because I need to like rest after the year we've had. <laughs> yeah, for real, absolutely, for real, for real. Um, so yeah, and I I worked it out to where. Um, it was originally going to cost me like $500 to fly up there, seriously. Oh, wow. um, it's crazy. But I guess it's the airport situation. Um, and to drive, it's like eight hours. And I can't, I'm I'm like a baby. I can't drive anywhere longer than three hours. Like I'm the one that complains, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Everybody else is fine, but I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but I actually legitimately, I get car sick. Um, and okay. I get that, like, that weird thing where your legs go numb. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I literally can't, like, be in a car for longer than three hours. Um, so anyway, I'm going to fly to Charlotte, which is, like, two hours away. And then one of my friends that is coming is going to get me because it's, like, a $100 ticket. Isn't that weird? Oh, wow. That's wonderful. I, I was, I, or maybe it's, like, 125 or something. But I was, like, what? I, apparently, because Nashville goes direct to Charlotte, it's really inexpensive. Oh, okay. Um, and it was the last leg going from Charlotte to the weird little regional airport they have. That was so much money. So, I mean, my husband's like, we can afford $125. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. that's fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, thank you. I'm just, I'm hopeful. And um, I don't think Lisa's recording any of it anymore. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I did. But, I originally was on the Facebook page for it, but then when I had to cancel, they took me off the Facebook page. So I, I don't know yeah, like, if she's put any updates, you know. Yeah, she just mentioned she wasn't going to – she was originally going to do this as kind of a book launch thing. Okay. Um, but she just felt like God was telling her not to, which is pretty – I guess that's what I love. That's what I love about her. 
I love her. I mean, she's definitely going to be on my list as a top influencer because I I just love her. Um, Not only do I love her books, but her blog posts and just her her way of communicating the gospel for the truth that it is. She's just not afraid of that. And I admire that because we don't see that very much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and she's one of my former clients. So, <laughs> yeah, she's she's amazing. I I really um, I really hope that we can somehow connect with her on this. But yeah, I was feeling the same way about that retreat too, though. Just feeling like it would have been such a great spiritual rest. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. But um, but I'll be praying for you. I hope you have a great time. Me too. And and I and just on a personal note, I have all this stuff going on with the business in general like that I'm trying to adjust and change um, so I would just appreciate prayers over that because it's all supposed to be ready January 1st you know okay. um, and I've pushed back all of the personal business stuff especially with you know the stuff going on with my daughter so that I could manage my daughter but also manage my clients so like all the stuff I was supposed to be doing for the business to prepare for January I'm basically going to have to do in my two weeks of vacation. So it's feasible. I can do it. It's just I kind of was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. But but it needs to happen. You know, there's, there's a lot of things. And I think I told you I have um, two courses coming out in a mentoring program um, where I'm taking authors through the book launch stuff, um, specifically in groups instead of one-on-one. Um, and so the one-on-one consulting I'll be doing going forward will most likely be like this, period, right? Where before I used to do this and like 10 book launches a season. You know what I mean? Right, right. Which, which is a lot. So it's all going to be good um, for me from a scalability perspective. Um, I've just got to get this, I got to get the website stuff done and um, my own email marketing stuff set up and all that just pray over my ability to get all that done because sure as, as you know that stuff takes forever yes right <laughs> yeah but but oh, i'll be praying for you yeah my husband's kind of a um, very sweet lovable taskmaster though he will literally sit next to me and and make sure i do it <laughs> <laughs> he's like no don't go to facebook do this no what are you doing do this <laughs> like okay honey That's funny. Well, you know, as the business manager and accountant for my business, he, he's very invested in me getting all this stuff done, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, that's great. That cracks me up. But anyway, okay. Well, I will okay. send you uh, notes and with the information and all these items, and then, like, you know, as you're working on it, any questions, let me know. But I really feel like if you just set aside, you know, maybe twice a week some time to work on this, you'll be fine. You know. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Okay. Well, have a very Merry Christmas. You too. And I just will be praying over all your preparations and that you can continue to see joy in the midst of the chaos of planning. Uh (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think, too, like I was trying to remember back to my own wedding. We spent all this time, like, we didn't have any money, you know. Um, and we managed to pull together enough money to reserve this beautiful, like, I don't know. It was like a country club um, amenity center, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. So they had, like, this golf course in the middle of this really expensive million-dollar home. So it was really fancy. And we scraped together the money, you know, to pay for that and the food. 
Um, but we had no money for anything else. You know, so my dress was clearance, the tuxedos were clearance, we made all of our decorations, all that kind of stuff. And we got there, and that particular weekend, um, there were all these fires, like in Mexico, you know, and we lived in Texas at the time. And so all the smoke and all that, like it was really windy and smoky, right? And our wedding was outside, so all of our decorations kept blowing over. We literally had no decorations for the wedding because they kept blowing away. And my veil, like all the pictures, um, until like my um, bridesmaid came up and held my veil. All my pictures are my veil covering my face and covering the pastor's face and covering my husband's face because <laughs> it was so windy. And I remember telling him after because the wedding's over in like freaking ten minutes, you know. And then you're in the reception. Yeah. I said that was a lot of effort and nothing went right, but we're married, yay! <laughs> you know. So, you know, I just think, oh, I think I even, I think I was late. I was even late to be at my own wedding because I got lost, you know, <laughs> oh, coming goodness. from, yeah, it's just ridiculous. All this stuff happens and you're just like, okay, I'm not going to let this stress me out. The important thing is that we're married. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, you that's know? what the whole day's about. So, yeah. You know, and that, that was just lost in detail. Yeah. That was just my encouragement to you. Something will go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mean that as I don't mean that as a da da da, but you know, it really it's just it's this the meaning you know if if I don't know I don't think anybody but the people in the that are organizing the wedding will notice some of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'll pray yeah. over that, and I think Thank that's awesome you. and sweet. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're very excited. She's a wonderful girl, and we Good. we can't wait. And the process so far, I mean, though it's you know, quite a task to take on. It's it's gone very smoothly thus far. Good, so. good. We're no drama. And, you know, we her family's great, and we just everything's been wonderful. good. I've heard nightmare stories about you know people not getting along and everything, but so far so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we have a we have a very extended a lot of divorce in our family and stuff like that. And so the worst part, everybody got along. They were civil. Um, but our photographer was insistent on taking pictures, like with all the different family combinations. It was really weird. Okay, that's um, hard. Yeah, I know. Well, but it was awkward. But it was also it took forever. I, I really wish I had just set my foot down and said, "No, we don't need all that. People can deal with it. We're taking one big, huge family picture." But I didn't, and so we wound up in photos for like a freaking hours. Awful, like wow. in between yeah. the wedding and the reception. But um, I was going to tell you this funny story, and then I'll let you go. But um, I, I like listening to your story of your son getting married and all that because and my daughter's only 15, but, she, if, you know, we all know she thinks she's 25. So <laughs> anyway, um, I was talking to my sister-in-law who they got married when, my son, when I was pregnant with my son. So my son is 13, so that means they've been married 14 years. They are pregnant with their first child. Like, oh, wow. seriously, they're like 35 years old. <laughs> and it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with having kids after being alone and doing whatever they want for all those years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having said that, um, I texted her one morning and I said, oh, my gosh, like, when your daughter's 15, mine's going to be 30. Like, that's crazy. And she wrote back and she's like, yeah, and you'll probably be a grandma, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was not very nice. <laughs> but anyway, it's true. Um, so it's kind of funny. I just I love the stages 
I guess, uh, yeah. seasons of our kids growing up, although I don't particularly like age 15. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look forward to what's to come and enjoying all that. So. Sure. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, you have a okay. wonderful Christmas. Of Thank course, you. I'll be praying also. for you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be touch base with you. Thank you. Oh, thank and, you. And I just, I can't wait to see wedding pictures and just remember to enjoy it, Mama. <laughs> I will. I'm going to. And you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Have a okay, great well, day, Lindsay. You too. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.